A production of Flint Energies, your local Touchstone Energy Cooperative. Front Porch Chats brings you along while we share interesting events, places to go, important programs, and hidden gems located in Central and Southwest Georgia. Grab a glass of iced tea while we chat for a spell. This is Natalie Bradley, your host of Front Porch Chats, and today we are going to have a great time um, talking about public art. We are going to learn how is public art helping to revitalize rural Georgia. We are going to really cover some really fun things today and talk about a program that we have at Flint Energies that is just really transforming rural Georgia, and we are super excited about it. I am joined by the fabulous Marion McLemore. She's the Vice President of Flint Energies Cooperative Communications Department. Marion, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Um, So, Marion, I'm going to let you kind of give your background um, and introduce yourself to everyone listening so that they know why you're so passionate about this and why you're so great at what you're doing. (laughs) Well, I am originally from rural South Carolina. I was born and raised and grew up on a country farm. Um, Moved to the Middle Georgia area about 19 years ago. for my job here at Flint, and um, in my spare time, I'm also an artist, a painter, and so I've always had this passion or this, you know, affinity for the arts, and that is sort of how um, the program came about, is my love of both rural um, communities, art, and the electric cooperative way. Yeah, I think that's what makes it so awesome to you. So um, I recently wrote an article about how public art helped bring life back to a tiny rural town, which sounds super dramatic, but (laughs) it's also true. So um, uh, Marion and I share our love of art and we're both artists. And so, you know, maybe we just see life through different lenses, um, possibly than, um, maybe the average Joe or Jane. Um, but, um, I always knew that like public art, um, was powerful. Um, it makes me feel good. It evokes incredible emotions, um, when it's done really well, but I didn't understand, um, the level to which, um, it could really transform a place and a community, um, until, you know, starting to work in, um, community and economic development. And, um, I remember and back in 20, I think it was the beginning of 2019 when um, Jenny Robbins from Georgia EMC was leading um, a talk about um, economic development and Georgia Academy for economic development. And so we had like a huge team of people from city of Oglethorpe where I was working at the time. And we were all sitting there talking about the different Um, things that needed to be changed in our community, things that we were frustrated with, things that we were struggling with. And one of the things that she started out talking to us about is how do you know when a downtown is healthy or unhealthy when you're driving through it? 
think of any town. Don't talk about your town right now. And so we started just, you know, rambling off things like healthy downtowns were filled with activity, shoppers, um, businesses, murals, um, parks, other kinds of public art beautiful landscaping they're clean and they're attractive just in general they may have different you know um, architecture and then um, on the opposite end the class agreed that unhealthy downtowns had vacant blighted buildings trash um, everywhere possibly tired looking paint and signs poor landscaping, no landscaping, like no shade trees, no activity really. And so we're all sitting there at our table and we're like, oh my gosh, like we just described Oglethorpe and you know, it's not healthy, it's sick. And about that time, you know, we were trying to figure out like, what was our lung hanging fruit? What could we do to um, really try and um, create some sort of catalyst for change in the community? Um, I had just moved back to the area and I had discovered that a lot of promises had been broken to citizens. And so people were just down in the mouth about Oglethorpe, just saying really ugly things, um, not being supportive. There weren't very many volunteers, you know, everybody was just disgruntled. And so then I came across the rural murals program from Flint energies. And I mean, I remember like it was yesterday, like sitting at my desk and I was reading it online and I can't remember if it was emailed to us or if I was just Googling different grants and options that were out there. And I, I'm sure that I scared everybody in the office because I screamed like this is it. <laughs> this is what we need. And they were like, what? okay, Natalie's lost it. And, um, I was like, this is, this is a, a mural program and it's actually enough money that we can do something incredible. We have a really big canvas on a really ugly building that was vacant at the time. And I was like, if we can get this grant, I know it'll be like dominoes and everything else will fall into place. So if we tell the people that we're going to apply for this grant, we get it. And then we take the steps and we show them like, you know, we're actually going to do what we say we're going to do and they can see how it makes them feel. Then maybe we'll have a, sh a shot, you know, we'll have a chance here. And, um, you know, it was the very first grant that I had ever applied for and written. And then when I got your email saying that we were awarded, I legit started screaming and then I immediately started crying. <laughs> Oh I was like, thank you, you know, um, and um, it, it did exactly what we hoped it would do. And, you know, it was kind of funny because it was comical. I mean, we should have had like a reality, you know, YouTube series for people to just watch us because we had a scissors lift that I had to like escort downtown every day and then bring back, you know, for the mural artists to get on. And so people <laughs> were, you know, taking pictures and videoing me because they were like, you know, is she going to wreck it today or you know, what's going to happen? And, but they watched Jackie Fontenot, the, the artist, they watched her paint every day and they'd stop and they talked to her. What are you doing? You know, and she would tell them about the program. And then we had the unveiling um, after a couple of months of her working on it, invited everybody, you know, from Flint. And we were just so excited. This was right before the pandemic. Thankfully, we were able to squeeze yes. it out <laughs> that January. And what was so cool is um, even though, you know, right on the heels of that, we did another public art installation um, with different pieces of art submitted by local artists. Maybe let's start with um, 
letting people know when did the program actually begin and, and um, what is the program exactly for people who aren't familiar? Sure. Um, it's called the Rural Murals Program, which is really hard to say <laughs> 10 times fast in a row. But um, the purpose behind it is we wanted to put murals, public art in rural communities to um, triage the brain drain that's happening in those rural communities. So many of these communities are drying up because all the young people are moving to the big metropolitan areas. And so what could we do that could bring about some sort of renaissance for economic development in these areas? And one of those low-hanging fruit type projects was creative placemaking, putting in public art. So um, the thought of it probably started further back, um, like 2018, maybe even as early as 2017. The thought started percolating then. And anyway, at Flint, we're a uh, not-for-profit electric cooperative. So that means any profits we may make actually comes back and is invested into the co-op for a number of years, but then eventually we'll give those dividends back to the folks that um, used electricity during those years. We give them back in the form of capital credits. Now, you know, folks, you know, move around. They might move from one county to another. They move to other states, what have you. Sometimes we can't find those folks that have been on our lines to return those capital credits. Now, by state law, we are given five years to track them down to return those funds. But if we cannot locate them after five years, in that sixth year, the money comes back to the co-op to use um, one of three ways um, to a charitable organization for economic development purposes or education purposes. So a uh, number of years ago, we, we started getting those funds back. We started investing them back into our communities, giving them through our foundation, the Flint Energies Foundation, or um, to economic development efforts or education efforts. Um, one of the offshoots of those funds is the Rural Murals Program. So was given um, the chance by our former CEO, Bob Ray, okay, here, I know you're creative. You always have these great ideas. <laughs> Come up with a great creative idea to spark some economic development in our rural territory. <clears throat> so being the artist that I am, how can I bring art into my everyday job? And so after, you know, thinking about it, mulling it over for weeks, maybe even months, I came up with the idea um, through the good Lord to come up with a rural murals program where we would take these unclaimed capital credit funds, um, provide a grant to these rural communities and um, partner with them in putting a public art installation in their community. Now, we did not want to do just a straight up grant, give mm -hmm. the community 
10,000 or $12,000 to put a mural uh, in, you know, within their city limits. We felt like if we just threw money at them, they wouldn't have any ownership of it. They might not take care of it as easily. Um, lots of things. Yeah. So we at least had that caveat that they had to pony up at least um, $2,000, $2,500 to get a mural installed in their community. And it, it was a low um, investment amount for a community, but with big div dividends. So in 2019, we offered that first Rural Murals Grant, and happy to say that Oglethorpe applied and won that grant. <laughs> and it was so transformative, even from the co-op standpoint, because to see nearly, you know, a less than wonderful building in a downtown area go from less than wonderful to spectacular, just with some paint, right, was just amazing and amazing is a word that's thrown around willy-nilly these days but it truly was amazing to see that transformation from again a less than wonderful building to something spectacular people would want to stop and get you know take a deeper look at or take their picture in front of or, yeah. or whatever and so that's how it how it started yeah it was um you know Art evokes such interesting emotions from people, too. And, you know, not only were people excited that it was obviously more beautiful than it was before, um, but because this one depicted the top crops for Oglethorpe in particular, we had people stop and they wanted to talk about growing up there and the type of crops that they had to help with their family, you know, to grow and harvest and how it impacted them. And that was just really neat. I mean, we had people get really emotional over it. It was really, really um, eye-opening, I guess, to see that up close and personal. Um, and, and one of the things, too, that we, one of the requirements is that it had to be indicative, the mural um, has to be indicative of the area, whether it be history or, as you said, the local crops that were grown there. It had to have some tie to that community. It had to be like when someone looked at that mural, they could see a connection. Absolutely. Um, it's been interesting, too, I think, because watching the other towns and how they've picked different themes or different colors, even different, um, I guess it's a theme. I guess that's the best way to yeah, say it. Yeah, subject matter. Yeah. Probably. Um, to see people respond to it and to watch people like, you know, literally do like a double take driving by. So some of the other communities that have had murals and their experiences, I'm just curious, What's their feedback been? How has it changed or bettered their downtowns, their communities? What's the response been? The response has been so positive. Um, right after um, we did Oglethorpe in 2020, we moved up, up the road to Roberta and put a mural there, installed a mural there. 
was done by a different artist, Chris Johnson. And he was a native son of Crawford County. And so he came back home to paint this mural. And um, again, just very much like you said, how people would stop him while he was painting, talk, you know, um, just be in awe of what, you know, the extreme talent he definitely has. Um, with Chris, he actually hands the paintbrush off to those folks that come and talk to him and say, hey, paint this, you know, this little, you know, square inch or two over here. And he incorporates it. And that really brings that, you know, that um, feeling of ownership really, you know, into being, I guess. Um, but anyway, so moved up to Roberta, did that one. And just like Oglethorpe, they have seen a transformation. Um, they have seen, you know, business owners spruce up the outside facades of their buildings. They've had properties bought up, renovated, new businesses moving in. Same story, different, just a different downtown. Um, in 2021, we ended up doing three murals because we had an abundance of funds. And we did two in Butler in Taylor County and one in Fort Valley. And I know the group in Fort Valley that helped sponsor that mural was the Austin Theater um, Arts Enrichment Group. I can't, uh, pardon me, I don't know the exact name of that. But anyway, they um, have seen increased foot traffic in their downtown. Um, it put them on the map um, beyond just the, you know, their Peach Festival and Bluebird and all like that. That particular mural um, was featured in a campaign commercial for Senator Warnock, U.S. Oh. Senator Warnock, uh, because it's so um, show-stopping. Yeah. You know, it is, it truly is a, a an attraction, a local attraction now. And so they have seen, you know, increased foot traffic. They've seen, you know, uh, businesses in the downtown area spruce up as well. Uh, it, it is, you know, you can almost predict what's going to happen because <laughs> we, you know, this is the third, you know, at this point that that was the third time around. And Butler, you know, they have also seen um, some of the same things happen as well. Um, they, uh, one of the anecdotes that I was told was that, you know, they have people that, you know, walk the neighborhood or whatever, and they might not be, you know, upon looks that, you know, they would even care what their downtown looked like. But um, once those murals came up, if they were walking in the town, they'd start picking up litter. Oh, and, I love that. And so there's a sense of pride. Yes. This neighborhood, this town pride, that that little bit of paint on a wall caused them to pause and clean up, you know, pick up a, you know, empty bottle or a piece of trash or whatever. But it caused the average resident to 
to take notice and to feel some pride and want to contribute to the beauty of the town. And so, um, again, same thing. There's, uh, I think, a courtyard that's been added in Butler. Yes. Some other facades that have been improved, new businesses moving in. Mm -hmm. It is just the right formula to get a renaissance going in all these small communities. So in 2022, we had two more uh, rural murals added to the list. Another one in Fort Valley, which honored um, quite a few of their, um, I guess, local celebrities, <laughs> um, local residents that have gone on to do great things, um, or former residents that have gone on to do great things, like actress and singer Lena Horne. Um, there's the guy, the the freeze um, that um, used to be entertainment at the Atlanta Braves games and also a U.S. Navy rear admiral, Alvin Halsey. Um, so there's a bit of pride in, you know, the residents that live in these towns that they, you know, want to share that history yes. with the world. And so uh, rear admiral, Halsey came down during Navy week to see his likeness in the mural that got some press um, that would not have been there if we hadn't had that mural. Um, so who knows, we might be increasing, you know, <laughs> Navy recruitment through a mural. Um, anyway, then we uh, also did one in Buena Vista and that one is, is really special uh, because the original plans were to do a mural, um, but they got so much buy-in with the local community that the Nature Conservancy went in and, and donated some funds, and they were able to expand the mural a bit bigger than originally planned. And since then, they have actually gotten donations from a local business owner to put in irrigation and lighting uh, for that mural, because that mural is immersive. There's a, a strip of land in front of that mural, and the mural itself is about the Longleaf Pine Forest, which is um, the show horse of the turpentine industry, which was big in that area at one time. And so there's a lot of flora and fauna in that mural, and so they wanted to use that strip of land in front of the mural to plant some of those native plants um, and have little cutouts where folks could actually step almost within the mural to be a part of it to take yeah, that photo I love that. and they were able to get the plants donated by the University of Georgia oh um, and the botanical gardens up um, in Athens and so that um, this spring should be a sight to see yeah oh I can't wait Yes. And then in, uh, this past year, we had um, three more murals put in, another one in Fort Valley, actually two more in Fort Valley, um, very close to the, the first two. And one is at a, a very um, highly trafficked traffic light. So it's getting seen by a lot of folks. Um, there's more eyes on that one than probably, um, some of the other ones, but it's, it's a showstopper as yeah. well. And then we have one in Ellaville, which is in Sly County, 
which um, just east of Buena Vista. And they're all absolutely gorgeous. And they have all seen, all those towns have seen some sort of positive growth transformation from these murals. Yeah. And it's like the Main Street program um, that we have, it's a national program, but it's really, um, there's a lot of participation throughout Georgia um, for downtowns to participate. And one of the things that they talk about in that recipe for success for downtown is, you know, placemaking and public art installation. But I think that having been on both sides of the fence with, um, you know, working for local government that didn't have much money and also working at the state level for the organization that um, runs the Main Street program and now working for Flint, it's really interesting. I think the reason why this program has been so transformative, particularly in our rural communities, is because while they do have to put skin in the game, it's not out of reach for them. Um, and a lot of people, I think, don't realize, you know, they just, the money is not there um, to invest in a lot of things like placemaking and public art as comparable to a more um, populated area. You just don't have the tax base and you don't have, you know, sponsorships. You don't have a lot of um, businesses that can help support those kind of things. And so, you know, these areas that we talked about, I mean, they've all gone through hardships with industry, you know, leaving and going overseas and losing all these these blue collar and executive level jobs. Um, and, you know, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head with the whole, um, you know, civic pride and and loving your community and your downtown again, because people have just felt so beat up. I feel like for years, um, watching places that they love kind of wither in front of their very eyes. And, you know, I was just making notes of all the different places we've talked about. And, um, you know, Oglethorpe has had some major, um, growth, but, um, Roberta has, I mean, that has just been very steady growth. Butler has been very steady growth, um, Ellaville, Fort Valley is such a large downtown that I think sometimes it seems like it's slower, but there's been a lot going on in Fort Valley. It's just huge mm -hmm. <laughs> um, in comparison to the others. <laughs> um, and then Buena Vista has kind of like blown the doors off. <laughs> um, yes. They have just gone like full force and, um, and really kind of pivoted in light of losing, you know, an industry in the last few years, they realized that, you know, their, their gold mine is going to have to be their downtown and the small businesses. And they have just thrown their arms around them. And, um, I commend the local leadership and government because they just seem to really get it. And they're, they're working really hard, but, oh my gosh, it's just made such a big difference. And, that downtown and they've got investors and business or building owners that are investing into their own properties. But it's just so cool to see um, how excited the locals are, but then also people that have nothing to do with these towns, you know, they may be going through Buena Vista, for example, to go to Columbus. And I've seen people, you know, pull off that main drag to go look at the mural. Mm -hmm. You can see it from that traffic light and on the main highway and 
you know, they'll pull over and go take a selfie and, you know, and start talking to people about it. And then they find out, you know, the story behind the mural. And it's just, it's really, really fun. And, um, it gets people talking and then hopefully they stop and spend some money while they're there too. And, you know, absolutely money into economic development there. So, well, you know, the, the premise behind it all was to get folks off the, the main interstates and to travel the back roads and to stop shop done, maybe even stay over um, in these rural communities to have some tourism dollars sort of, you know, and be injected into these communities because the brain drain had depleted what coffers they do have. And so um, this was just another way to, you know, help with some economic development. And it was, you know, again, a low hanging fruit. Also, um, a lot of these rural communities don't have public art. There is no art museums near here. Um, Kids don't even know that they can be an artist when they grow up. Yeah, a lot of them um, don't even have art programs in the school system anymore. Exactly. And so this was just another mm-hmm. layer to that um, to show that, you know, there's hope, you know, there's art, you know, there's hope in art. And, you know, the world's your oyster. You just got to, you know, just got to figure out how, you know, how to improve it. Yes. I love it. It's been so much fun to, to watch it unfold. And, you know, so many people are talking about it and they get so excited about it and they're becoming a little competitive about getting those, you know, those grants in, which is fun because it's, you know, it's it's healthy, positive competition, you know, and it's, it's kind of neat (laughs) being at these, um, training events or networking events with all these um, different small towns and communities represented. And they'll say, Oh, we just saw your mural and we're getting next one, you know, next year. (laughs) And um, you know, that's what we need is a healthy um, kind of uh, competition in between um, our communities because it's just raising the, the bar more and more for everybody. So like when you're looking at the Rural Murals program, what do you hope to see happen in the next five to 10 years with the program? Well, at least in the next five years, we'd like to have expanded to the majority of our 17 counties that Flint Energy serves. Um, And ultimately, I would say at the 10 year mark, I mean, we're well on our way. We may get there sooner. But ultimately, we'd like to have a rural murals trail across our entire service territory and to get those folks off those major interstates and to travel the trail, the mural trail, um, through a territory and to, you know, shop, dine, stay over, you know, maybe even relocate (laughs) to some of these rural communities um, within our service territory and um, just really continue to uh, inject funds into these rural communities so they can have a better quality of life. That's exciting. I want that too. Yes. (laughs) So um, I'm going to make sure that in our show notes, we include a link to our website so that if someone's listening and they'd like to learn more about the rural murals program, how to apply, you know, you can definitely click through on that um, and it'll take you straight to um, the page with that information. But is there anything else that you want to make sure 
that people know that we haven't covered? Um, I would say, you know, it doesn't have to be a city or a county government that applies for a grant, a rural murals grant. It can be uh, a concerned group of citizens. It can be a charitable organization. It can be a civic group. It could be a, a group of business owners that want to improve their community. They can apply. So um, don't think you can't apply because you're not, you know, a government entity. It can be anybody, um, as long as you have a group of folks that can find a, a building, a surface to have a mural painted on, make sure that the property taxes are up to date and there's no um, threat of that building being torn down, you can apply as, as long as you've got the, you know, the matching funds um, and uh, the more the merrier. And it doesn't have to necessarily be in the downtown. I mean, I'm looking for silos, barns, oh, yeah. <laughs> what have you, anything out in our um, service area. If, if somebody wants to put a mural on it and wants to apply, we'll, we'll be glad to take a look. Yeah, that's fantastic. That makes me think about when you said the silos, um, when I was doing all this research, and trying to get everybody on board, you know, just for the small amount that we had to put in there, you know, I had to sell them on it. But I remember coming across an article and, um, is it, is it Colquitt County? I think where the, it's Colquitt, just Colquitt, Georgia, Georgia not Colquitt County. Um, <laughs> they have the, the famous silos that have the, the peanut farmer's hands and it's huge. I mean, larger than yes. life, huge. And, um, they paid the artist that did that very first one, a hundred thousand dollars to paint, um, that, you know, there's more now, but that original one of the farmer's hands and I can't, I'm going to mess up the number, but I want to say that it was like 10 years later, you know, they were looking at the amount of money and, you know, it was very hard to get people to get behind, you know, we're going to invest this much money and damn in this, this artist to come and do this. It's something insane. Like $300 million of tourism dollars have come directly associated to people traveling to see that mural in life, you know, in real life, in person, taking their picture mm -hmm. with it. I mean, that's, it's incredible. And the proof is like, it's in the pudding. It's right there. <laughs> so Yes. And what's so funny, you should bring that up when I was percolating the idea for this rural murals grant program. That's where I went oh to do my research gosh. was <laughs> I went down to Colquitt, met with the, uh, the head of their arts alliance down there, spent a day. She toured me around all the murals Gave me all the colorful backstories awesome. to the, all the murals, especially the peanut farmer. <laughs> um, that could be a whole nother podcast series yeah. right there. <laughs> um, but uh, just gave me some administrative insight into how they got the murals uh, and into their rural community. And so I took that information from there. I um, did some other research, you know, research mural programs all over the United States to form the one that we have. And, um, yeah, it's funny how it kind of comes full, yeah. full circle. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know that, um, but the peanuts 
the artist used an eight-foot stamp in the shape oh. of a peanut to do the peanuts for that particular mural. Wow. An eight-foot Eight-foot peanut. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yes. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's very, just to even think about something at that scale, like I just can't, I can't even imagine doing it, but it's just, it evokes so much um, nostalgia and just, um, it's that pride, even if you're not from there, you know, just mm -hmm. seeing somebody that's taking so much pride in their own work and it's, you know, it's being told through art. There's just something different about it that it's, yes, it's, it makes you, it transcends time and place, so. And public art, you know, I mean, a lot of these murals are historic in nature, like mm -hmm. I said, or indicative of those communities. And you don't have to tell a story with words. Yes. You can tell them with pictures. And a lot of these murals are telling the story of these communities. And you don't need a college degree or anything to, to understand the story. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think it's just so... Um, incredible to hear, you know, and to understand and learn all about how Flint has become such an integral part of this rural revival that people have been talking about, you know, for years that's taking place and, and seeing, you know, how much good an EMC can do for the communities that they serve. And it's just, it makes you feel really good about going home at night, that that's what you get to do, like for your job. It's just... <laughs> You know, I get to go to work and, and help communities. It's just, it's incredible to see what you've been able to do. And, you know, and to, I mean, every week I meet new people that they talk about these murals. And, you know, that's, I love that that was your, your brainchild. And just to see it, you know, come to fruition and be a part of it before mm -hmm. I even knew you, you know, it's just, um, it's really, really neat to now be sitting here today and then hearing the backstory and just see how it's just morphed into this incredibly impactful program. It's well, you should be very you. commended for it. It's amazing. Well, thank you. I can't take all the credit. God gave me the idea. And so, you know, if I can't paint the murals, at least I can have it facilitated to be done and to, you know, just love on our communities. And Absolutely. This is just our love letter. I call it our love. These murals are our love letters to our communities. Oh, I love that. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Um, well, thank you, Marion. I appreciate you so much taking your time and um, to share this with everybody. And again, we're going to put the link in the show notes. And like Marion said, even if you're not a local government, you can apply. Or if you if you don't have the means with which you can, you know, apply for this grant and make it happen, put it in the hands of somebody that can and plant that seed because you never know. You never know. Absolutely. So, well, thank you so much. And um, hopefully thank you. Some, some new fabulous communities come through with their applications after they listen today. <laughs>